Hello and welcome to UC Today. My name is Kieran, and today's session is A Journey to the Modern Day Workplace. I am delighted to be joined by Jim McKenna, VP of Strategic Partnerships at Blackbox, and Louise Domingos, CTO at Mitel. Jim, Louise, thanks for joining us. Great. Thanks for having us. Before we explore exactly what the modern day workplace looks like, its trends, its challenges, and the kind of solutions you guys can, can assist these businesses with, can you please tell us a little about yourselves, Louise and Jim, and the work you do with Blackbox and Mitel? Yeah, definitely. Uh, hi, my name is Luis Domingos. I'm the CTO of Mitel. And Mitel is a vendor of large enterprise and small medium enterprise solutions for communications and collaborations. And very pleased to be here. So I'm in the business for quite some time, so over 25 years here in the US, and involved with technologies around contact centers, communication collaborations in general. Great. Thanks, uh, Louise. And uh, I'm Jim McKenna, Vice President for Strategic Partnerships at Blackbox. Blackbox is a uh, global system integrator, been around about 40 years, uh, and we partner with best-of-class uh, OEMs and partners. Uh, and Mitel has been a longstanding partner of ours in the UC collaboration and communication space. Uh, appreciate the partnership. Appreciate the opportunity today to uh, talk about technology and, and how uh, things are changing rather rapidly in our industry. Absolutely. And, and Jim, staying with you, what would you say are some of the key trends you are seeing in this very rapid evolution of the modern day workplace? So I, I would say, first and foremost, the uh, hybrid workplace is, is here to stay. I think the one thing that we've learned uh, since the pandemic is uh, people went home to work. And uh, as much as maybe companies do want their employees to come back, uh, I believe that there's always going to be some level of a hybrid workplace moving forward. Um, if you look at, you know, before the pandemic, um, most of the tools that you had in the office, you needed in the office. And when you worked remote, uh, it was almost a disadvantage. What you're finding today is that, um, you know, a lot of people have better tools and better collaboration when they're working remote than they do in the office itself. So, you know, I think one of the challenges that we kind of find today is how do we modernize the, the actual offices and the workplace to have the same type of collaborative experience that people have been able to experience over the past two to three years um, because of uh, much of the, the, collaborative, the collaboration technologies. Louise, what, what, what would you, what you think about? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you, you said it very well. So yeah, hybrid environments, even though there's going to be the dichotomy of people in the office some days, people at home, they'll have to inter interrelate regularly in this environment where it's a hybrid setup and the employee experience changes a lot. When I'm in the office talking to my peers face to face, scribbling things on the wall, it's very different than I'm remote interacting with those people because being remote, I'm losing part of the experience. So a lot of, in, a lot of investment, a lot of trends in the area of employee experience. How can we ensure the employee experience is going to be the same if I'm remote, if I'm presential in the office and how these two worlds interrelate? I think that's one key uh, point of how evolution will occur. I also believe um, technology will play an important role in how this plays along, how the technologies of collaboration, how the products, how the integrations across these products will occur. Unfortunately, we don't have a homogeneous environment, correct? So 
large enterprises have all sorts of collaboration and communication tools. So there's a big challenge there for sure that has to be addressed. Uh, and uh, But in general, I think employee experience is key. How the trend will remain, more investment will go in that area. And I think many vendors, including ourselves, are focused on those areas to find what are the, what is the environment of the future? What is, what is the trend in the modern workplace that we want to see with our customers and our users at the end of the day? And the only thing I'll add there is, you know, customer expectations will continue to grow, right? I mean, so uh, that, that's, that's not going to change. So just keeping up with uh, the customer experience and customer expectations is, is going to be critical as well. Absolutely. And all of these, how dramatically things have changed over the last few years and the fact we're still in relative terms in the early stages of this evolution of businesses and organizations across the world adjusting to the real, the new reality and also finding what works for them, what doesn't work for them, what works for their employees. It's, it's a, bit, a lot of challenges are emerging as a result of this. What kind of challenges are you guys identifying that businesses tend to face during these transitional processes? Yeah, well, one of the challenges I see is about technology integration really finding the proper way to ensure there's navigation across the landscape of applications, tools, and products you have, ensuring that they coexist or there is seamless interoperability between them. As users, we face this every day, correct? So we have to jump from tool to tool, from application from application, from the telephone to a collaboration session. So how can we achieve that? How can we bring this all together and address the challenges of communication collaboration? Um, we are in the collaboration and communication business and we see that's the major challenge in a corporation, how people communicate, how we extract most value, how we bring productivity efficiency across organizations with them. The other one I, I would highlight is about compliance and security. As people are dispersed, so how can we handle security, uh, secrets, doc, secret, uh, secrecy of the documents of the company, of the business data? How can we protect that? How can we protect the communication across the individuals? And also how we can ensure we do this, addressing compliance with regulations in some more strict business like finance, uh, or that we ensure data privacy for the employees protected. So there is a, a challenge, a dimension of challenge around the company and the corporate, how the company is handling uh, the, the privacy, compliance and cybersecurity, which for me, is a major challenge that's still being tackled. I don't think we have a complete answer for it. And it varies, of course. I know in Europe, it's way more demanding around some of these policies. In US, a little bit more flex. But in general, that's something to keep an eye on because if you have a weak link in your chain of tools and infrastructures, you're going to pay a heavy price. And the, the corporations, the enterprises are very concerned about it nowadays. Your thoughts, Jim, on that? 100% agree. And, and the other thing I would add is just making sure that the infrastructure that's in place is able to support the newer technology uh, in the office environment. 
you know, so whether it's the the uh, the, the cabling, the fiber optics, the LAN-WAN networks, making sure that that is all in place uh, to support uh, this hybrid workplace. You know, uh, Louise and I were talking yesterday that, you know, uh, when you work at home, it's not unusual to have a gig connection, right? So your your, your connectivity might be even stronger or faster than some of the, uh, the networks that you have in an office. So just making sure that you have that type of uh, uh, technology upgraded. Louise also talked about security. Security. I mean, security is is uh, a major factor anytime you're going to have uh, remote users. So uh, taking that into uh, effect, and then lastly, you know, what we've learned, I think, over the last three years, particularly, is it's not an all or nothing, right? It's it's, it's kind of really a hybrid type environment because. Um, for the longest time, everybody's like, we're going to move to the cloud. We're going to move to the cloud, you know. And, and I think, as, as Louis said, regardless, uh, well, depending on industry, whether it's healthcare or maybe, uh, financial services or government, uh, then they may not want to or they may not be able to at this time be able to move. So, so it's making sure that it's more of a, uh, a hybrid solution and, uh, you know, when it makes sense as opposed to, you know, a one fell swoop, let's, let's get there. Yeah, and, and if you allow me another remark there to the point, correct? So yes, um, going fully to the cloud might be the solution, but it's, it's very specific conditions. When you talk about complex businesses, they will have so many segments of deployments and solutions and integrations that you cannot simply rip and replace. Uh, the rip and replace, many cases, is not the solution. What we found out is that many customers want to keep some of the more traditional, more legacy solutions they have, create the integration connectors in a hybrid, what we call the hybrid workplace, the hybrid solutions of the future. That's where I think there's a, a, a trend for sure. There is also a challenge to ensure that we get this coexistence in place. Brilliant. And, and I think you guys have outlined some, some baselines there for, for, for the types of strategies that businesses can get into place. But Jim, I wonder if I could pick your brain. What advice would you give businesses seeking a frictionless transformation into a modern workplace? So, you know, there's the saying uh, evolution, not revolution. And, and I would say that that's key, right? I mean, to to evolve your your uh, uh, environment and, 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 and do it where it makes sense. And, and let, let me be clear, uh, for some customers, it might be a, a full migration to a public cloud or a full migration to a, to a private cloud. In other instances, it might be a, a, a hybrid solution uh, or a, a slow transformation. So, you know, it, it really depends on a couple of things. You know, what are the business needs? Uh, what of the business's budgets, right? And and where does it make sense? And it's hard to do anything today without some sort of ROI. So so where does it make sense? And 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 how do you get there? So I would say, you know, again, uh, if anything, the lessons learned over the past two or three years is it's it's not a one size fits all. It's really, you know, what are your needs? What are your requirements? What are your budgets? Uh, and and where can you experience that ROI? Yeah, and, and picking on that, fully agree, Jim, and we need to differentiate as well the types of business out there, correct? So um, many business focused on knowledge workers, but a lot of business also frontline workers, correct? So complete different types of workers and different types of you know uh, workplaces of the future, modern workplaces that have to evolve to attend the needs of those professionals. Um, I think the companies need to do proper evaluation of the demands of communication, collaboration, and integrations that they need. They need to understand the vertical landscape they're in, 
and what else is required to be able to enable uh, significant collaboration. As an example, hospitals, correct? So hospitals, when the patient is there, so how the patient and the doctors, nurses, and the family are, can communicate? So e-consultation, correct? So we've been investing in e-consultation solution to address that need. is very vertical-oriented, but very relevant because that's part of the landscape of communication of that part type of business. Also, they need to ensure they address all the requirements in the solution for end-to-end -end interoperability of the products and components. They need to ensure addressing regulatory compliance cybersecurity to ensure that they are protected and compliant in general. And last but not least, they need to ensure that communications and collaborations are fully integrated in the business workflows. The workplace of the future is really fully integrated. That's where it's evolving towards. Technology plays an important role. But the simple integration of applications and business workflows are the ones that will bring the efficiencies and the gains and the productivity that we're looking for. 100%. No, I completely agree. And I think that security point is really, really important. And you're seeing it more and more now where businesses are creating almost, um, you see, these these solutions that are deep past data protection as a service, all these different solutions that are being introduced to just to this new reality. I think it's really, absolutely essential. Um, I, I wonder if I could um, pick your brain, Luis, and dive into a bit more closer detail I'm really curious if you have any suggestions about specific processes or policies businesses can introduce to support themselves in their journey. Yeah, I think many companies today are asking themselves, so what is my, what is the future of my uh, hybrid work model? And um, not many of them are putting this in paper, correct? So the policies are not 100% clear. After the pandemic, companies are asking employees to do this and that, but they're not putting a vision. Well, what is going to be the future of my workplace? And what is the demand for hybrid working in this company? What is presential? What can be done remotely? How we have the processes and the governance of the company, how we manage this dichotomy. I think many, many vendors, many companies, many users are debating that. And I think the company should be very clear based on the business objectives of my company. What is the policy that better fits? And I think that's that's one point, correct? So ensure that there is a work policy on how the employees uh, are are coming and coming to the office. Um, when we talk about the technologies that we're, we're we see in the in the workplace, finding the ways where this technology can be uh, properly trained and onboarded to the employees, because many employees lack that. And onboarding of new employees in this environment of remote working is way more complicated. Because there is nobody here to give me the instructions, where do I find the right tools and where do I click to use? And also, there's a, a, an important change around the business culture. Uh, and I think people don't pay much attention to that, but the company culture changes. And we need to ensure that your culture remains alive, irrespective of how the employees are, are working or how, uh, how they are co-located, how they are located. And the business culture, uh, and that affects how you do interactions with the employees. I, I imagine being a first-line manager in this day and age with a distributed workforce. So I've been there before, I've been there, and uh, it's, it's much harder. We need to change how we do that, right? So, and I don't think companies are investing yet enough in the policies and governance and internal regulations, how that works. I think more has to be done. And uh, I believe companies are thinking about it. More will come for sure in the future.
And the, and the only thing I would there, uh, add, uh, Luis, to that is, you know, as a system integrator, you know, like Blackbox, you know, the ability for an organization, whether it's us or another organization, to help on that journey for the end users of where uh, do they want to go to, or, you know, in the future and, and how best to get there and understanding, uh, you know, the different type of users that they have. As, as indicated, there's, there's in every organization, there's power users that are going to need certain tools. And then there's, you know, people who, uh, might not need as much. So, so understanding the profiles of those individuals, understanding uh, the, the the functionality and the features and the benefits that they would get from from these tools, and then and then mapping it out. And I do think by having a, a strong system integrator who's able to provide that level of uh, service and support and guidance and direction uh, is is invaluable. Because um, let's be honest, you know, there's a lot of uh, 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 lessons learned, right, from, from previous, uh, 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 projects. And, uh, there's a lot of, uh, benefits to, to kind of having that consultative approach of, of how do you want to, um, get to, 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 to the end of the journey. Absolutely. And I think one of the key facilitators for this transformation was the big buzzword of 2023, which is, of course, AI. And with, with AI, I think it's, it's a fascinating, stage of its of its journey before we move into workplace journeys because 2023 it was still for much of the year it was still almost this very vague abstract where use cases tangible use cases were only alluded to you know for the delay person there was chat gpt there was some you know there's some vendors like yourselves have have gradually integrated ai capabilities into into platforms and into solutions but it feels like 2024 is going to be the this explosive year where we you see tangible use cases ai across everything not just the uc and collaboration industry but the world and then in, in, in general public and, and everywhere essentially but focusing in again before we go to a wider cultural issue um what role jim do you see ai playing in these journeys for businesses well, I'll kick it off, but I'll turn it over to uh, Luis because uh, you know he's the uh, CTO of a, uh, a large collaboration global organization, so uh, he probably has uh, 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 a better opinion of this than, than maybe myself. But I will say this, as you indicated, I mean it's it is the uh, uh, the hottest topic out there, and and whether it's been driven by ChatGPT or just you know everything that is is AI oriented now. Um, and what I, I really believe is this is the infancy. This is the very beginning of, of uh, what's possible. And it's like asking if you go back into the late 90s and you maybe ask somebody, you know, what does the Internet mean? Right. I mean, that, that's kind of where we're at right now. I mean, you would never envision what that would mean 25 years later and, and, and how it's really changed um, not only the way people do business, but the way people, you know, <laughs> communicate. And, 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 and so, I mean, it's exciting. It's, it's, it's a little bit scary, but. Um, you know, you can't have a conversation, especially around collaboration or CX without talking about uh, AI and um, what it's going to mean. So um, I'll turn it over to, to probably somebody more knowledgeable and experienced uh, and, and listen to, to Luis because I'm sure he has a, a, a pretty fascinating view on this as well. But, um, you know, it is an exciting uh, time and uh, it's definitely going to be uh, uh, very um, top of mind in every conversation we have moving forward. Yeah, and, and Jim, you're fully right. So it's such a potential to be explored, yeah, and really at the beginning. 
and it's here to stay. I think the difference, go back two, three years, correct? Everybody was talking about what? The metaverse, yeah? And here we are, the metaverse cooled down a little bit, so we still talk about uh, augmented reality, immersive experiences, but not as much with the metaverse per se, but AI is different. AI will really transform, and we all know. But, and also AI is not new, correct? Uh, I think the, the world learned about AI with ChatGPT last year, about a year ago, but AI is here for longer, right? So we've been investing in AI in our products. Uh, if we look at contact centers, right? So very typical market arena where a lot of technology has been brought in. Uh, talking about uh, ChatGPT, not ChatGPT, sorry, talking about Google. Um, uh, we, we invest in technologies from Google for AICC. We brought sentiment analysis. We brought a lot of integrations around that. So it's not, it's not that we haven't done anything yet. So a lot has been done prior to advent of ChatGPT, let's put it that way. And also, if you think about pattern recognition, uh, natural language processing. Yeah, if you think about everything we do around conversations, communications, collaboration sessions, translation, transcription, uh, simultaneous translation transcription, which is very modern, um, a lot has been done there. And now we're thinking about how we can extract more value. Yeah, And I think the, the beauty of ChatGPT is really looking at the conversation discussions, looking at all the messages, look at the knowledge base of your company. How can you extract the value? If you think about knowledge bases, correct? So how can I be more efficient in handling the needs of my employees and the needs of my customer? Can I take the whole knowledge base of my company, learn or basically train the AI to understand my business and utilize it? So very simple and extremely efficient. Companies will do will do very well and will be able to do much more, much more efficiently work, for example, in customer support, I'm pretty sure. Think about uh, virtual agents, correct? So virtual agents to handle the processing of customer needs and demands uh, and requests. So that can be done very much more efficiently and many times without a human intervention. I think for the companies will be also a way to improve productivity. And um, if we look at how this will evolve, yeah? We're, many companies are looking at collaboration tools, communication tools, how we use AI in the sense of handling media, how we process media, how we translate information from media, how we acquire information from communication sessions. So there's going to be a lot. A lot's been done. A lot will be done. So we invested a lot. And our vision is that ChatGPT and other AI technologies will be critical. And we're putting a lot of focus on our communication products in our contact center solutions, and our vertical applications. I just talked about the case of healthcare, correct? So in healthcare, we can have a communication, basically a conferencing with the doctor, with the patient and the family or something like that. And in that scenario, you could bring some additional integrations using AI, uh, using IoT, and some other technologies to take more information from a patient, either in the hospital bed or at home. So that can be incorporated in communication. So communication in the future is not only about voice and video, it's really talking about much more and the AI has a paramount presence in it, I'm pretty sure. 
And just, uh, you know, an example that you're already seeing today is, you know, in a collaborative uh, collaboration session like this, even or a meeting, you know, no sooner is the uh, uh, conversation over and all of a sudden you get the meeting minutes of the notes. Right. And and it's not, you know, one person as the scribe and writing them down. It's it's literally, you know, uh, instantaneous of here's the, uh, the 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 meeting that took place and here's the action items. And I mean, you know, and that's you know, day one, right, of where we're at today. So you can only imagine where it's going to go uh, uh, from here. And what I'm missing here, Kieran, is the captions and the translations uh, of what we're doing here. So we need that already in the next evolution of this platform that we've been using. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be sure to send them a note. Thanks, Luis. <laughs> um, you know, a couple of good uh, partners that can help. <laughs> <laughs> One, one final question before I let you guys go. What does Black Box and Mitel have in store for 2024? Let's, let's begin with you, Luis. Oh, yes. We, uh, as, as I mentioned previously, so I come from Unify, which recently got acquired by Mitel, correct? And both Unify and Mitel are partners with Black Box. So we are vendors providing solutions to Black Box. So very proud of being now providing both to the same channel. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of uh, that we are planning to do together, correct, into bringing these two uh, technology uh, pipelines together. And also because there's a lot of great opportunities in the business out there with our uh, communication platforms, with our contact centers, with our hybrid solutions, with our hybrid workplace solutions and integrations, and in some vertical markets where black box is extremely active. So that's high level how we are planning to work together. And, and Jim for sure has more details specifically where Black Box wants to drive it. Sure, definitely. And I mean, uh, for 2024, you know, it's all about, you know, taking care of the customer. It's about, you know, growth. It's about bringing value to, to, to the clients. And I think one of the best ways to do that, right, is to, uh, you know, certainly uh, partner with best of class uh, providers like Mitel. And as uh, Louise mentioned, I mean, uh, Unify, uh, which was acquired by Mitel, was, was also a partner of Blackbox. So for us, it's, it's kind of, uh, you know, one plus one equals uh, three, right? Because we're able to, uh, you know, not only uh, partner with Mitel, but partner with our Unify customers to provide these types of collaborative solutions. So, you know, as a global system integrator, the other, um, I'll say value that I think these two organizations share, both Mitel and Blackbox, is the ability to deliver these solutions on a global basis as well. So, you know, we, we can do it at a regional, we can do it at a national, we can do it at a global level. So uh, our ability to go out and, and help customers, uh, no matter how small or big they are, uh, no matter how simple or complex their environments are, uh, to be able to, you know, offer solutions uh, with best of class uh, technology, and I'll say a best of class service provider is exciting for 2024 and beyond. Terrific. Well, it's an exciting time to be a customer for Unify, Mitel and Blackbox. Um, I think that's all we've got time for today, but I've really enjoyed today's session. It's been really insightful. So thank you, Jim and Louise, for being here. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Louise. Thank you. And if you enjoyed this video, please give us a like and share on social media, and we'll see you next time. I've been Kieran Devlin of UC Today. Thanks for watching. <laughs>